The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. And I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness. If you can, just close your eyes and let those words just roll around in your mind. Replace whatever else is rolling around in your mind with those words. Peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. That's you. That's your life. Breathe that in through your nostrils and a complete exhale, pursed lips, put that out into the universe. I want to tell you that, yes, it is possible for you, yes, you, to have peace every day. You deserve everyday peace, and yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of everyday peace. Every week we gather here to continue our journey to everyday peace. We are joined by guests who add wisdom and perspective to our journey. And I am grateful for this time we spend together. Our anthem for 2021 is what are we waiting for? And the answer is nothing. We don't need to wait for anything or anyone to begin our own personal journey, the everyday peace journey. We have everything that we need right here and right now. And speaking of starting a journey right now, I want to tell you that this Thursday night is a great way to join and learn more about introducing the principles, the foundational principles of everyday peace into your life. I will be teaching an introductory class on the everyday peace principles at 7 p.m. Central Time on March 18th on the infinityfoundation.org platform. This will be an incredible two-hour interactive session designed to build a foundation for true balance and acceptance of your journey, understanding how to use everything that has shown up in your life, the good, the bad, and the in-between, to create your next level of greatness. So this is such a great opportunity for you to jump on in, start your own journey towards your everyday peace. And I know, I just know from my own personal experience and from working with people that you know someone who could really benefit from a jump start right now, March 18th, from a jump start onto their journey for their next level of greatness using the foundational principles of everyday peace in their life. So do them a huge favor and invite them to go on to infinity foundation.org. Find out more about the course that's being taught by Dr. Drayvon James on Everyday Peace on March 18th. 
So, so that's how you're going to get more information about that. I look forward to spending some time with you, two hours with you on March 18th. So do not hesitate. Go on over there and to infinityfab.org and sign up today for that course. I'm also excited to announce that we have launched, we've been talking about it, and it's done, the new drdravonjames.com website. It is completely revamped. So those of you who were on the old website, um, go on over there, check out our new website. I am in love with the look. I've gotten some feedback on it already, and it's a whole new look. And you will find prior shows on there, words of wisdom and encouragement, contact information, the free course, the passion course on creating clarity and creating a path to your dream, your passion life is on there. So visit the website, drdravonjames.com, and check out our new view and our and our um new layout. And of course, you can continue, as always, to email me to request a free passion uh, uh, course at DrayvonJames at gmail.com and put the word free in the subject line. So last week, I enjoyed our show so much. We had such great conversation with Debbie Johnson, who learned how to understand this. Those of you who were there, if you weren't there, I'm going to tell you how to go back and listen to that show because this is incredible. Debbie Johnson learned how to listen to her heart, to listen to her intuition. And she listened so well and so completely. Do you know that voice inside of her taught her how to become an award-winning filmmaker? No special training, nothing, just intuition. That's what our intuition can do for us. We also had the amazing Adriana Gentile, who advocated for a holistic approach to healthy living. And she reminded us that including mind, body, and soul in our wellness program, um, to remember that wellness is not a destination, but it's a journey. Simply fantastic. These guests were amazing. If you missed last week's show or any of our previous shows, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to these two amazing women and our other guests. You can listen to past shows by subscribing to Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can listen to them on the UnityOnlineRadio.org website. That brings us to our everyday peace moment. And I was having a conversation with a client this past week about the everyday peace journey. And he was asking about using the stepping stones to create everyday peace. Now, in reality, the stepping stones do not create everyday peace. You understand that peace is there. It's it's here. It's, it, it is available to us in this moment. So rather, it is a pathway that we can use to discover the peace that exists right now. And no matter what your situation is, no matter how chaotic it may appear, peace resides in this moment. It is every every day, ever present, right where you are. So everyday peace is the natural state of being. It is a journey to understanding and accepting our full self. We live in a chaotic world, which often moves us away from this natural state of being, which we call everyday peace. It's the place of wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Everyday peace is living in the moment with complete acceptance of self, without judgment, shame, or condemnation. That's where we give our best. And I can hear somebody's mind going right now, and they're saying, oh, I've done so many things, I can't accept myself. That thought right there 
that I can't accept myself because I've done so many things. That part of you is not really there to condemn you, is letting you know that you've arrived at a place where you're giving and you're ready to give and to serve the universe. In order to do that, we've got to step out of this shame and guilt and condemnation. We've got to step into our everyday peace journey. Michael Angelo once said, every block of stone has a statue inside it. And it is the task of the sculpture to discover that statue. Everyday peace is the same way. Peace resides inside each and every one of us. And it is our journey to chip away the outer pieces, all of that stuff that would have us believe that we are separate from peace, to chip away those pieces that keep us from seeing everyday peace every day. That work is what we are committed to. That's some of the work that I'll be teaching on March 18th. I want you to be there for that. So with that, that is our everyday peace moment. And we are here with our first guest today, Avantika Dixit. And she is the founder and CEO of Woke Hero. She is an award-winning international leader in the area of millennial technology and workforce. Welcome to our show, Avantika. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Oh, I'm super excited. So we're going to jump right in because I got to tell you, I am in love with this title, Woke Hero. What is a woke hero? I'm so glad you like the title. So uh, when I was naming this, uh, this whole uh, program, I wanted to connect with my target audience. And that was just the time that the word, you know, in 2017 is when the word woke was, uh, was being adopted so much by my target audience. And it was everywhere. Um, it was everywhere in the positive sense. It was also everywhere because some people were like, you know, people are just too woke and things like that. So it was there everywhere. But regardless of that, I just thought it had beautiful connotations with this whole existential crisis that is uh, currently being seen in the world right now globally. Uh, and as a big picture person, that's what I saw, regardless of which, um, you know, geography I was dealing with at the time. And it also has its connotations of something that is awakening, you know, and this mass awakening that I was kind of seeing with more and more people being initiated into questions about uh, wanting to live uh, with more purpose, with more meaning, uh, more peace, you know, just like you have this whole uh, platform for everyday peace. So um, that's really why I took the word woke. And the reason why I took the word hero is because when I was, you know, I quit the corporate world. I retired in my 30s uh, way back in 2015. And uh, I did that with the purpose of creating something that would, because um, I had a mission, I had a calling that, you know, the, the world needs its leaders today to be healers and teachers uh, and therapists and uh, basically just kind of get in there with um, bringing more solutions for the existential crisis. And when I looked and researched models from spirituality, from uh, from the healing sciences, from entertainment even, from lifestyle, from uh, leadership models, uh, I looked at everything and I found that the best container for this, because life is not an event, it's a journey. It's a story, really. And we live in a world where our stories interconnect with each other. So there's this beautiful um, interplay between the journeys that everyone has and every journey needs heroes. And um, I thought that's 
that's really the most uh, global and uh, timely way of looking at the protagonists of the story, the protagonists of the journey as we stand today. So that's how I came up with, the, with this name, The Woke Hero. It stands for the individual. It stands for the individual as heroes of their own journey. It stands for the collective world going through a collective universal phenomenon because the universe is also on a journey and is also on its woke hero journey. Uh, so really that's uh, how that, that whole thing came. The, the name basically came from that. And what woke hero stands for is a support system which helps people on this multidimensional journey that we call life. Uh, and um, um, it supports systems for the disrupted heroes in areas of their relationships, in areas of their income, career, impact, purpose, um, and in areas of their wellness and mental health and, uh, you know, everything uh, in between. Wow. So uh, this is beautiful. And I, so woke, I, I got to tell you, I, I resonate with that phrase because you're right. It was, it was a big term and it still is a big term to be, to be aware, to be present in this moment. moment. I love that. The purpose and the hero, uh, I would, as you were talking, I could see that as the person who's offering the assistance and also the person who's requesting the assistance, both being heroes, right? It takes a, a whole bunch of courage to do both. So your organization is supplying uh, a support system for this multi-dimensional journey. Lovely way of saying life. I love that too. So, Brian, so why do you focus, uh, why, do, why does your work focus mostly on millennial, the millennial generation? Why did you decide to focus there? Yeah, well, uh, there are three reasons for that. The first one is, of course, my area of expertise. I spent 15 years as a leader uh, in technology where I was working primarily with the millennial workforce. And uh, so that's really, you know, the, the, the subset of uh, humanity that I have the most expertise in the behavior of. I literally uh, spent the maximum time of my adult life um, working with them, um, and um, I know a lot about this um, this dynamic of people, this demographic of people, you know, in an international context. Uh, the second reason is because this is the critical mass of people. So we're talking about the story of this century. Every century has its story, and uh, there are key generations that play the pivotal hero role in that story. And and everyone else, obviously, you know, gets. Uh, has a solid role, uh, solid supporting roles. But there's always like this one generation in every century which kind of plays that hero role for that century and in shaping the way the world um, is kind of, you know, dancing with that century. And for this century, it is the millennial generation. They are the largest living generation in history. And as of 30 years ago, they kind of showed up. And as of now, they are pivotal to... Uh, the next 70 years or so of where the world is going to be. And this is also a generation that has been researched and studied uh, more than any other generation on the planet in history. But they have usually been studied and researched from the perspective of being data horses or being, uh, you know, good employees or uh, good, uh, you know, customers or consumers, and usually with a profit agenda, you know, tagged onto that. So, one of my missions as, uh, you know, as, as someone who's just here as a teacher, as a leader, as a healer, 
is to set them up for success without agenda and to just play my small part in um, in um, in basically being the support system that that they need. But the third uh, reason really is because we live in unprecedented times. So a lot of self-actualization and transformation and healing and therapy support has a bias towards everything that has happened in the familiar world, the way the world was set up for maybe, you know, uh, even 10 years ago. And uh, what we know about this age of disruption and this age of transformation is that what worked uh, as a success model for then does not work for anyone, not just the millennials, doesn't work for anyone because relationships have evolved and been disrupted so much. Wellness has evolved and been disrupted so much. I mean, just think about it. Uh, wellness, you know, just 100 years ago, the average lifespan was 35. And this, you know, 30 years ago when the millennials um, kind of, they're looking at, they have unlocked for the first time in human history the ability, so there's an opportunity uh, that they can live possibly up to and beyond 100. Um, this is the first generation to do that. But there's also a huge challenge because there's, they also are facing the highest risks in recorded history for lifestyle disease. So 80% of, you know, WHO says that 80% of all of the, uh, the disease that uh, this generation will face will be uh, lifestyle, stress, and toxin-related. So, and similarly with relationships, you know, uh, the previous generations, uh, they, they kind of had a different... Uh, style and different, you know, there was an, there's been an evolution in so much. So these millennials and the Zeners and everyone, they have a completely different dynamic because we live in uh, an era right now where 40% millennials choose to remain single. They, you know, they, they, they choose to uh, not get married well into their 40s. Or that you have 33% of the Zeners, the Generation Z, which identifies non-binary so, which is great for gender fluidity, but uh, it does lead to a lot of identity crisis and relationships. And there's just been this huge rise in virtual relationships, in post-divorce relationships, in blended relationships, and so on and so forth. Um, so I want to stop so you right really, there. You, you know why this thing? Yeah. Yeah. You said a few things, Sorry. and I don't want to cut you off, but there is, I don't want to miss these points <laughs> for the listening audience because they were really impactful. So you mentioned that this millennial generation has been the most impactful of the generations. And I, I, I have to believe that our technology has made that. So I, I, I do feel that we know more about this generation than we've known about any other generation. And I'm sure that social media has a lot to do with that because my goodness gracious, it doesn't seem like they can, you know, any secrets can be kept in the millennial generation, <laughs> right? It is, it is for the world to see. And as what are you seeing? Uh, and I want to get to this lifestyle disease, because I think that is probably the first time I've really heard that term and I love it. But um, what are you seeing? You know, you're running this organization, Woke Heroes, and you're dealing with this segment of the population, which is the largest, as you mentioned. Um, but what are you seeing that millennials need help with? And, and who who comes to the aid of these millennials? Like, is it the seasoned people who are, you know, aged out of this generation? Where are, 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 are they getting more peer-to-peer -peer help? How is that working? So two questions. Um, what, is the, what, what do you see as the most problematic for this age group, for this generation? Yeah, the, 
uh, you know, it's like a massive opportunity disguised as a massive challenge. So the biggest problem really is also their biggest key to unlocking their journeys. And uh, so let's, let's look at the challenge end of it. The challenge end of it is that this is a generation, like it or not, that's going to face more disruption uh, than any other generation that we know of uh, in history because they are kind of... Um, They've been involved in the breakdown of the previous paradigms, and they are setting up, though the new paradigms haven't yet been set up. So this is really the generation that is going to be, and when I speak about the millennial generation, by the way, I speak about the XYZ spectrum. So for me, it's a spectrum. I don't go by the pure, you know, uh, focus of a generation that lasts 10 years. That would just be ridiculous. So the scope is fairly uh, broad. It is everybody, it's, it's the entire XYZ generation. And um, anybody who believes that they're going to be relevant for the next 30 to 35 years or more on this planet is, I believe, somebody that would really benefit from, uh, from these programs. The biggest challenge for them is to be able to handle all of the disruption that is going on um, mm, yeah. around them. Because that they're is, breaking down the, the old paradigms, right? Yeah, and they're constructing. Yes. Yes. You're you're absolutely right. I can see that. You know, it's one thing to tear the wall down, but it's quite another to try to uh, construct something there that's going to be useful and be able to stand the test of time, and will inevitably inevitably have its own issues with it as well. Because this is a journey, as we talk about so often, and there's mm -hmm. uh, the pursuit of perfection, but that is all there is to perfection. It's just the pursuit. So now we talked about these lifestyle diseases. And I think that's, uh, we have about five minutes left, but I do want to spend just a little bit of time talking about what are mm -hmm. some of the lifestyle diseases that we're seeing that we will see more of in this millennial generation than we have ever seen before? Well, the, the big five are, you know, cancer, type two, diabetes, and diabetes is one, uh, cancer is the other, heart disease, uh, dementia, aging, you know, early onset uh, dementia, because of all of the stress and everything, and autoimmune diseases, uh, which are, you know, when one's own immune system uh, basically starts recognizing uh, a normal uh, world and environment as pathological. So these are yeah. some of the things, and of course, the last one is the mental health uh, crisis that we have. Right. And you know, I've been a pharmacist for 31 years, maybe you didn't know that, but um, I can tell you that the rise in autoimmune diseases is phenomenal. It is insane. And it is directly correlated with stress. Right. So and yeah. I can remember years and years ago when we got our first home computer and everyone said it was going to be so great. I thought it had just introduced stress and chaos to the home. You know, of course, now we can't live without it. But I, I mm -hmm. in my mind somewhere, I see this inability to disconnect and to reengage in a life that is not logically driven hasn't given us the um, the the extra time we thought it would give us or the peace of mind that we thought it would give us. It's given us the ability to do more faster. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. the amount that we have to do has also increased too. So, and I think that directly correlates to this autoimmune that you mentioned, which is so very important. That these numbers are really on the rise. These diseases are really on the rise. So now, how can people, if they want to work with the work that you're doing, is phenomenal. It blows my mind that um, had the idea to to create an organization woke heroes that serves as a mentorship, if you will, that's how I see it as, as you're speaking, 
towards this millennial generation to to aid them in doing the work that they have come to do, which is so important. We do need to tear down some of these old constructs and get some new ideas out there. How can people work with your organization to bring out their their inner greatness? Thank you. We are launching our spring Equinox uh, programs on the 20th of March. Uh, That is how people can engage with us. And so do keep an eye out for that on wokehero.com. And on all the social media, this is intended to uh, really connect with people where they are. So these programs will be going out uh, on all social media, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Facebook, and Twitter, and everywhere that possibly, you know, these guys are hanging out. So, uh, yeah, just keep keep your eye out for the Walk Hero Spring Forward series that starts on 20th this thing. And the first thing we're going to do is help everyone just learn how to be um, you know, let's just kind of move onwards and upwards from 2020 and, and right into 2021. It looks like you're doing a lot of the same stuff. So yeah, I think and, it's beautiful that there's so many people doing that. Right. The universe is supporting us. We have a caller who's been here for a moment. I want to try to get him on with just a minute to go. Let's see if I can get him here. Uh, let's see. Hello. Thank you for calling Everyday Peace in our fabulous guest today with Woke Heroes. Did you have a question or comment? Yes, uh, real quick, because I know the segment is about to end. One of the knocks on millennials is that they, and, and I'm, I'm generalizing because, of course, this isn't for every millennial, but, and I've, I've worked with some of them, and the the knock is that they lack, like, interpersonal um, communication skills, and, and that could be, the belief is that it's because they spend so much time engaging in technology, for example, texting instead of, um, having an actual conversation with someone or talking to somebody on the phone. And so, and again, I know it's an overgeneralization, but I have seen that to a certain extent with millennials that I've worked with. And also, too, um, the, the sense of entitlement. And so I just wanted you to speak to that. And, and if that, if you found that, how are you working with millennials to sort of um, eradicate that? If If you indeed find that that's true. And we have just just about a minute for that answer response. Sure. Um, yeah. Th- these are these are generalizations. Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with them. They obviously have some founding in them. I just think it's you know it's like the ch- the millennials are like the child in the emperor's new clothes uh, story. The one that can see that you know the emperor isn't wearing any clothes, and the whole world is kind of you know going in and out. So part of the thing is also you know I think there's there's a little bit of. Um, a kind of uh, a sense of rebellion or a sense of uh, disengagement um, and a generation gap, which kind of leads to some of these as well. But the, the, the key or the solution is just like working with a, a sensitive or a, a special needs or um, a highly intelligent um, young adult would be to kind of find different ways to motivate them and to bring them engaged because once they're engaged in the journey and once they become the hero of the story, that's really the way where they shine. And that's, oh, that's true of a lot of the millennials, yeah. Yeah, I love how you put that. Well, Avantika, I got to thank you so much. And thank you to our special caller. Thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your perspective and your journey with Woke Heroes. After the break, we have the incredible Gabby Ortega, who will join us to talk about finding your life balance. I'll be right back after the break. I'm super excited for the work that Woke Heroes is doing. And I 100% agree that... 
a way to getting to where we want to be and, and, and the help that we want to see is engaging each other. Once it becomes engaging, you know, you put your phone down or you, you know, you, you become part of the discussion, right? All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. I am so excited to introduce you to our next guest. Gabby Ortega is a holistic life coach. Her focus is in the areas of conscious leadership, soulful entrepreneurship, spirituality, and trauma healing. Gabby, thanks for being with us today. I got to tell you, you got some of my favorite topics here. So how are you today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. And I've just been loving this whole episode. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for enjoying it. So what inspired you to work in this this space that you're working in? Because I got to tell you, um, when you talk about conscious leadership and soulful entrepreneurship, we could talk, we could stay right there for just hours and um, <laughs> This is amazing. And the spirituality and the trauma healing, everyone can relate to those topics as well. So what inspired you to to pick this as a line of work, your expertise? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd love to say that I planned this, but I got my BA in acting. So that was not on my radar to be doing this. Um, <laughs> I kind of fell into it, actually. Um, it kind of started with my own healing journey after kind of recognizing that I was dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder Um, recovering from things in childhood and that my mental health wasn't really great, Uh, going on my own journey, really finding myself, finding my purpose, and then going back to school to become a therapist and a healer and eventually moving into, um, you know, the online space to become a coach because I felt like the mental health system as it is, is just really broken. And I, I felt very limited. I wanted to help more people and have more of an impact. Um, and so as I stepped into this online space and I kind of jumped onto Instagram, like, okay, here we go. Um, I realized that there are a lot of people out there who don't really understand or see leadership or business the way I do necessarily, and that there is a group of us who kind of sees how we can transform the way we lead and the way we treat money and abundance and, um, you know, uh, business, and we can actually create movements that are going to change the world and, and revamp the systems that we have or actually break them and create brand new ones that are going to really serve the highest good. So, yeah, I just kind of started out by being a therapist, working in that space and becoming a coach and then realizing that I really just enjoyed uplifting and working with healers um, who were out there doing the healing work and leaders out there, um, you know, really trying to change the world. Oh, this is beautiful. And I am hearing the beginning of your story that you you evolved to this place through your own journey. And I just got to point out for our listeners that that is so 
crucial and it's not missed on my ears and I don't want our listeners to hear it. Something showed up in your childhood or in your journey that looked like trauma. You know, we'll define mm-hmm. it or we'll use that word now, but it had a larger cause. It, it showed up really to bow down and serve you as you went on to do your great service in the world, which is what you're doing now. So through this pathway of healing yourself, of finding yourself, of becoming aware of you, Right. Mm-hmm. You develop this process and this love of and discovery of, hey, I chipped away at that stuff and I found and discovered this is part of my life's work to be able to give in this way to the universe and to serve. So amazing. My a round of applause yeah. for you for, for doing that work, because it is work to get there, but it's so worthy, so worthy. So mm-hmm. what indications do you have? The um, that mental well-being is the key to life. Like, you know, people will tell you, well, once and I hear this, I, I, I'm a coach, I work with people and it's really challenging sometimes to get people to, to dig deeper. Oh, just when I get married, everything will be fine. Or just when I get divorced, everything mm. will be fine. Or when I get this promotion or when I get this degree, how, you know, what are the indications that really mental well-being is the key to life? That this is where it goes. How, how did you get to that point? Mm, I think it's not even just mental well-being. It's like whole well-being, you know, including your mind, body, and spirit. And I think just like honestly hitting my rock bottom of my own mental health and realizing, oh, my gosh, um, everything in my life, honestly, otherwise was fine. I had a job. um, I had like a great partner. I had friends. I had family who cared for me. um, But I was so broken and lost and just struggling. And I recognized, I was like, you can have all of these things around you. I mean, I I had everything I could really want um, in terms of support and guidance, you know, to get where I needed to be eventually. But, like, I was at a loss. And because of that, I couldn't actually function in the real world. And so when we're thinking about everything from our thoughts to our feelings to the way we perceive things to how our body interprets things and how we feel in our body and our physical health, all of that like determines your entire experience of life. And if we're focusing simply uh, just like right now on the mental well-being aspect, the idea is like your brain controls everything. It, it is like the motherboard of the computer of the, of the you know, spaceship you. And if you can really understand how it works, because it doesn't work the way you think it does, um, you can actually harness it and make it work for you. And when that happens, you can actually um, induce chemical uh, you know, reactions to happen in your body that will promote healing. You can actually use your mind to create new neural pathways that actually heal pathways that have been traumatized. Um, and this is actually neuroscience and there's a lot of research around this, but our brain has tremendous capabilities. So if we can really take good care of our mental wellness and incorporate it into a holistic kind of view of how to take care of our mind, body, and spirit, we will be on like track for the best life ever. <laughs> And I've lived oh it, so I like, I, I, you know, I cannot deny it. Yes. And I can hear it in your voice. So I want, I wanted to spend a few minutes here because I know there's a listener out there today on who, or someone who's going to be listening to this on replay somewhere that is going to resonate with everything that you just said from the external world looking in, you appear to be a woman who has it all. You've got the degree, you've got the lifestyle, you've got the significant other. And yet inside you arrived at a place that I, you know, knowing that you're broken, like something is not as it should be. What's, Mm -hmm. 
what's <laughs> here I go what's a girl to do <laughs> right yeah what, what, <laughs> like really though right like at the end of the day we still have to function right? we have to get along like what do we do right right so um, you, yeah what, what do you what do you, you how, how do you stop and, and then of course you got to keep going with all of the everyday processes but what's your first step what do you what do you turn to say I need to deal with this and how what's your first step in dealing with it um, honestly, it's just first things first, acknowledge that things are not okay. I think that we are the kind of society in the world that's very, we run very fast and we're kind of like, hi, how are you? Without really asking, how are you? And without you actually thinking, I don't know, how am I? Let me think before I respond. And it's kind of like checking in with yourself and being honest. And if in your body you feel icky, which because our bodies are really in information highway, if your body feels icky and things feel out of alignment and you're sad and you're feeling lost and lonely, that's like such an indication that things are off. Um, but sometimes we can explain it away and say, oh, well, it's because I don't have the house or because I don't have this physical thing or because I don't have this relationship. And maybe that's true. But if we can truly learn how to give ourselves everything we need to feel nourished and whole, we don't need any of those things externally. And that's where real strength and power comes from and real sense of self, you know, real rootedness. So I think, you know, the first thing is just to be okay with saying things are not okay and that there needs to be a change. It's okay not to know what that change is. Uh, it takes time. But just to open up that conversation with yourself without any judgment and allow it to to breathe. Oh, I love it. I love it. So what you just described for me is what I call the light of awareness, right? It's mm -hmm. you ask the question and I love it. I call it the water cooler question too. You know, so someone says to you, how are you today? And you like, you, you go to your key and answer. Oh, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? Right. And that's usually not the truth, but, but what has happened is you haven't, haven't given time and sufficient space for a true response to come up. And what I always encourage my clients to do is to ask themselves that question frequently and just wait, don't force an answer, wait, just wait. And then it'll come to you at some point, maybe later on in the day, and you're like, I'm not okay. And then you just <laughs> ask, why, what's going on? And wait, and wait. And then it'll tell you that it has nothing really to do with the car you're driving or the job that you have. It's what that triggers deep within that space there. And so I love, I love this. I love this. So we got this step. Acknowledge what you are feeling. Acknowledge it. Become aware of it. Acknowledge it. Honor yourself for doing that. Oh, awesome. 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 So what are some of the, and, well, let's talk a little bit about a light leader. What is a light leader? Oh, yes, this gets me excited. <laughs> so I kind of um, came up with this because I really was trying to think of like, who are my people? Who are the people that I'm really trying to speak to? And a light leader to me is like a lighthouse. It's someone who stands so firm in their integrity, in their ethics, in their service, someone who has acknowledged their own, you know, pain, who has gone through their own deep you know, what, what Jung, Carl Jung, the fam famous psychologist, likes to call the dark night of the soul uh, mm -hmm. and kind of really done their own work to become fully conscious to then step into leadership. Um, that is a light leader, someone who wants to bring service and good to humanity to be a part of this up leveling into the next into the next kind of chapter or season. I think, um, you know, we as a as a human race are going, you know, into this place of conscious awareness and healing and integrity and growth. Um, and so 
we have leaders and then we have light leaders and those are who are there to spread the light from a place of integrity and, and authenticity and, and from a place of deep, deep knowing and doing their own work um, constantly. So here again, we have that example. This light leader, understand it properly, this light leader has had some form of pain or trauma in their life as well. And that pain and trauma at the time may have looked like it came to ruin them, but really it didn't. It came for such a time as this, where they would be able to harness the learning from that and the empathy that comes from that to be able to reach back and help someone else up that ladder um, with their with their life experience. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. It speaks to this philosophy, I believe in, in one anothering, right? So this is what this is yeah. for, to help the next next girl, a guy or girl on the pathway. So now help us understand how you utilize a holistic approach to lead, a, to, lead to business success. Yeah, oh my goodness, love this. So I think for a really long time, we've approached business from a very specific lens, a very masculine energy. And when I say masculine energy, I'm not really talking about um, gender identity. I'm talking about like yin and yang and this kind of um, just way of identifying different forms of energy. We call it masculine and feminine in ancient traditions, excuse me. Um, But this idea that because men have been in positions of power and leadership in business, we really operated um, from their energetics, which is the um, the masculine energetics of pushing and, you know, marketing from a place of disempowerment, which is like, you need this thing to solve this problem. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at how as a society, all of us are suffering because we're like, we don't have that thing. And we're like, oh, my God, now I'm depressed. So Instead, how can we actually flip it from a nurturing, nourishing, um, feminine energy of like, how can I create something that is going to fill a gap and solve a problem and and really um, step up for a community that I really want to be supporting? You know, how do I see where there's um, a place I can help and use my gifts that come naturally to me um, and step into my truth and authenticity and create something from a space of empowerment of, hi, I'm here. I have this thing. I think it's going to be super helpful. It helped me. Um, And if you're interested, it's here. Not like you need this but it's going to help and it's going to be really nice and you're going to feel great afterwards. Um, so, you know, this, this idea of like, how can we switch into a more feminine energy of flow and working with our, our natural gifts and how our energy works in alignment with that, that goes into scheduling, even like from, you know, being an entrepreneur standpoint, I schedule my work schedule around my, um, infradian rhythm, which is my monthly rhythm. And that's an energy cycle, the same as circadian rhythm is. So how can we actually approach it? So we're as women, and I work with mostly women in business, approaching it from energetics that um, actually work with our bodies, you know, so that we're not burnt out and we're not pushing ourselves past the point of exhaustion. We're not, you know, standing out of alignment or out of integrity. So approaching it from this idea of like, how can we use business to empower everybody and lift everybody up, including ourselves, so we can make more of an impact and um, have more of a change in the world. I, you've just said so many enlightening things, and it almost sounds like a futuristic world, which I hope to one day live in. Um, but it, what you're also saying to me, it takes a lot of self-awareness right so we've got to get there where we're okay with accepting ourselves right because there's mm-hmm. so much 
of the time that we are lying to ourselves about our likes and dislikes so we can fit into the culture or the norm or the masculine world or, you know, whatever it is. And again, not using masculine to mean gender, just, and I agree, this sort of push and pull world, right? Mm-hmm. And instead mm-hmm. of in the flow, right? And you can't live in the flow of of your world if you don't know who you are. Right. It's mm, hard yeah. to do that. So that, that again, I love the word light because when we shine the light of awareness on it, you know, we cast away the shadows and we can really see ourselves. And it's about being able to accept, to honor what we see without judgment, shame or condemnation. I talked about that at the beginning of the show. So this is just so <laughs> this is hitting all the points, it's, you know, it's spot on here. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about some of the clients that you've worked with and some of the best outcomes they've had with, with this type of energetic work. Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> like I like jump like up and down every day and I'm like, I get to do this. Um, so um, a lot of like a combination of just tremendous inner healing, um, because really, truly your business is a direct mirror reflection of your, of you and where you are on your journey and uh, calls to you to heal a lot. And so there's deep transformations that happen in that sense. Um, and in the financial sense, I mean, taking mostly I work with therapists, coaches, and women in the wellness um, field, uh, usually the clinical area, the clinical space, social workers. Um, and those with a therapeutic background, and they're working 80 plus hours a week, um, seeing 40 clients a week, which I can't even, oh my goodness, um, you know, they imagine like the amount of energy that that takes. Um, and they're going from that into really finding their voice, working maybe 15 to 20 hours a week, making multiple six figures, creating communities where they actually get to do a lot of things for free um, to give back because and use sliding scale payment plans because um, they are so abundant and people are demanding their work. And uh, it's just magical to watch. I had a, a client who just left the Veterans Association um, who was working there and really, really burnt out and her mental health was not good. She found her voice. She dug into her purpose. She discovered who she was here to help, how she wanted to do it. And I helped her create that. And we just had her first launch at over almost $60,000 for her first round of clients. And she worked maybe 20 hours a week. We had breaks. We took naps. There was like, you know, it was like, it was very relaxed and in flow and worked really aligned with what she needed and what she was looking for. And so what I love is just helping people find their alignment um, and then creating their businesses around what they need and what they really thrive on. Oh, my goodness, Gabby. (laughs) I hope that everyone who's in this clinical line of work is listening to you right now because, you know, I've worked in healthcare for 31 years and I tell people that healthcare will always be alive alive and thriving because it creates this next set of sick patients from the caregivers, right? (laughs) Because you're right. Oh, my gosh. 80 to 120 hours. And believe me, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health starts to suffer. And so it's I'm delighted that you've been able to work with clients and take them, you know, where they can work. Uh, can you even imagine the quality of care you get as a client when your practitioner only has 15 of you as opposed to 40? And not that they're not doing a top notch job at 40, but at 15, they come fresh. They come with a vessel that's full mm-hmm. and ready to give. They're not scraping at the bottom of their soul trying to, you know, and so it's so beautiful. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And I truly think that this is like the first step in really revamping how we do have the mental health system and the healthcare system as it is. Like we need to empower clinicians and those in the, the healing spaces to really start. They, you guys, we all know better. We've been in these clinics. We've been in hospitals. We've worked in these settings. We know how it goes. So how can we give better client care, take better care of ourselves and open up the doors so that we can actually do what we went to school to do, which is heal and support and empower. Um, but really then we get so burnt out and, and drained and, and really, um, you know, we don't feel great about, you know, working in the traditional clinical system in that way. So yeah, you're, you're so right. And, you know, the, there is that, you know, this is doctor heal thyself, right? So here you are, um, you're coming to provide a service and you're so broken when you come to provide it. We've got to know that that affects the outcome. That it has an impact on, mm. on the type of service that you're rendering. And, and not to say that you're not still giving top notch service, but wouldn't it be great to get it from top from a top notch you for mm -hmm. you to come? For you to come completely full and ready to serve and you've rested and i love the idea of um they're down to 20 hours a week and they're you know still launching um sixty thousand dollars and and that that's amazing that is just hands down that is amazing so when, we, when we're thinking about you know working in this space of uh light and what is what if you had to point to one and I know there's no magic bullet, there's no, you know, one size fit all, but one one tip or or piece of advice that you would give to a practitioner who can't see their way through and right now is sitting in a place of struggle. You know, it's, it's only mm -hmm. Monday, but they didn't get any rest over the weekend and then they've got this huge caseload and they've got everything else. You know, work is just one aspect of their life, but it's it's encroached into every part of their other life. What What is one thing that they could do to help rebalance, to get some mental space, some well-being, some emotional stable stabilization. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like two really quick things because I always want to give extra um, is just like take lots of resetting deep breaths throughout your day. I was working full time as a uh, executive assistant while also going to school full time as a therapist, also interning full time on the weekends and evenings. If you have 30 seconds between clients, um, take a deep breath and just remind yourself you're okay. Even if it feels like not great, it'll help. It'll help your brain. It'll help your nervous system reset. And then the other thing is just try to be clear with boundaries around um, work and give yourself permission to be off when you're off and um, not to always be checking in if that's something that you're doing. Oh, I love that. Learn how to turn off, right? Because one thing we are not going to have is a shortage of things to do. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be more to do. And we're not meant to get it all done in one day. We're not meant to do that. There's, you know, this is part of tomorrow's energy. And so being able to turn off and say, you know what, now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to go, you know, provide uh, in other areas of my life in in everyday peace we work in this um in pyramid health wealth and relationships and so you know if you're in the wealth part all of the time and you're turned off at work all of the time then there is this lack that occurs in your other two relationships your health your your relationships so being able to 
find that balance and, and put those uh, boundaries there is so important. Gabby, it has been a pleasure having you on our show today. I look forward to um, hearing more about the work that you do. If our, um, I'm sure we have listeners who want to connect with you and want to know how to follow you. How could they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out and my community is mostly on Instagram. Um, so you can find me at OM therapy underscore therapy underscore coaching um, or omtherapycoaching.com and um, all my links are there and you can check it out. I also have a podcast and it's called the Conscious Leadership Podcast. So if you'd like to hear more about conscious leadership and entrepreneurship and all of this stuff, um, go check it out. It's uh, every Wednesday we have a new episode. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for being our guest today. We look forward to following you and all those and, and just having you back on the show. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, Gabby was a wonderful guest for us today. And as we wrap up our time together, I want to remind everyone that we will be hosting an introductory class on the principles of everyday peace. That journey, this journey, embracing the principles of everyday peace will help you to next level your life in the categories of health, wealth, and relationship. Everything that you're looking for, everything that you desire in life, your, your beautiful marriage or the exit from that marriage, you know, your next, your, your health goals, your career goals is dependent on your understanding how to work peace in your life, how to live in this place, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. It is imperative that we understand this. So this this course, Everyday Peace, will be taught on Thursday, March 18th on the infinityfoundation.org platform. If you haven't signed up, go ahead and get there and do that. If you know someone who's in a transitional period of their life, first of all, invite them to join us, to fellowship with us here, to become a part of this Everyday Peace tribe. We're here every Monday. So invite them to be to add us to their journey. And then also to hop over to infinityfoundation.org where they can sign up for the Everyday Peace course and learn how to unleash their full potential to achieve their dreams to, to their next level of greatness. You guys know that it takes a village to do everything. They used to say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to do everything. And this is our village. This is our tribe. This is where we come together to learn and to grow, to open ourselves up to new possibilities. And guess what? All of those possibilities are inside of us. All of our guests come for one reason, and that is to rattle our cage, to wake us up to something that was already buried inside of us. You're not here by accident. You're not living, listening by happenstance. It's purposeful. We don't know this, right? We, in our best intentions, couldn't put these these so-called coincidences together. You and I have joined together. As I learn from you and we all learn from our guests and you learn from me, this is all part of our journey so we can go forth into the world and do the great work, not only for ourselves and for our loved ones, but for our community, for the world at large. When you achieve your dream, when you get to your next level of greatness, it's not just for you. It's for all of us that stand in the wings waiting to see a miracle, to breed belief in ourselves. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I absolutely love you. I'll talk to you next week.
Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.